Hello there, I am Paul Church, the director of the Anemo Group and your host of Talent and Growth, the podcast dedicated to all things talent attraction and retention. And today we're going to be joined by Jan Tegza and we're going to be talking about how exactly to become a full stack recruiter, which is based on Jan's book. Um, he wrote about this very topic. So really insightful, really useful tips for being the best recruiter you can be. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, and great to have you on Talent and Growth. How are you doing? So far, so good. Thank you for asking. and Thank you for having me here. My absolute pleasure. Well, I think a great place to start, as always, would be if you wouldn't mind just giving us a bit of a insight into your background, your journey, your career, and what you're doing now. Oh, that will be a very long podcast. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing a recruitment for like 17 plus years, even longer. I stopped counting after 15 years. Uh, and uh, it's basically, you know, and this is the this recruitment is something that it's part of my life for, for many many years. And even before I became a recruiter, I was using the boolean operators uh, to find, um, you know, the music like MP3 files. You know, not probably nobody knows <laughs> what is it anymore. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm live and breathe for recruitment. I published several books and I hope I will uh, publish several more about the recruitment and uh, TA, TA world. Good man. Okay, brilliant. Well, look, um, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a strange old time in 2022. What, what are you seeing uh, in talent acquisition, recruitment? What's the lay of the land and where are we heading? What are the trends? Uh, that's a very good question because I was thinking about it yesterday, uh, how... Uh, companies are trying to, or hiring managers are trying to expand their uh, pipelines and always pushing on, uh, always pushing on every TA member uh, with the same question uh, or same request. I need more candidates. I need more candidates. I need more candidates. It's like the same story over and over again. But the companies are slowly moving from the remote remote opportunities to back to, hey, we need those people in the office so they are start focusing on the location where they are based so not only their pool is way shorter because of that uh, but the people who are in who they are looking in the same location are probably also working for companies they are working uh, they are looking for remote talent so uh, it will be incredible to see how the whole situation is going to evolve because i believe the companies that are forcing people to go back to the uh, back to the uh, office will be bleeding talent and they will not be able to replace it because they will not be able to attract uh, the right talent and their talent pool is way way smaller than before because people for example sitting in let's say seattle they're already working for companies they they are looking for or offering remote opportunities so you are searching or you are approaching people with way more smart, uh, smaller talent pool. So the future will be kind of depressing for, for many companies and definitely for many TA teams. And I honestly expecting that there will be some new shuffle at the end of the year, uh, because lots of, lots of people change their job. And after one year, they will be uh, looking for new opportunities because they probably are not quite happy in, in their, in their new, new job. Uh, because there, there were lots of expectation and not all the expectations were met. 
And I'm also expecting that TA teams uh, will be shuffling a little bit uh, because the the incredible amount of pressure that you can see that is, you know, lots of people, uh, lots of recruiters contact me asking like, hey, how I uh, should solve this or that. And it's all related with man uh, managers are pushing, but they are pushing and they are not helping. So I'm expecting that uh, TA teams will be definitely also part of that big shuffle uh, by end of the year or at the beginning of the next one. Uh, so it will be interesting and definitely challenging time for all of us. It's a good time to be in talent acquisition in terms of uh, being wanted. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very competitive market out there, isn't it? Yep. And yeah, basically the salaries are going off the roof. Uh, you know, people who are working as a recruiters for a year are expecting to be senior within after a year or so. It's just crazy. Uh, and I'm seeing that more and more people are entering the recruitment field, uh, but they are not getting any training. So you can see incredible incredible awful emails coming from people who just enter uh, to the field they're approaching the, the the candidates and what kind of always kind of well, well there is one thing that is really curious i'm always curious about if the companies are so disparate they're hiring people and not providing any training are they expecting that they those recruiters will be helping their brand because at the end, they are hurting their brand and they are losing talent uh, immediately uh, when you when they are approaching people with the same boring message or incredible, awful message saying like, hey, if you are not interested, that's okay. Maybe you know someone who is interested. Just let me know. And those type of messages are basically repeal any talent uh, uh, on the market. So... Yep, it's kind of this market, but I wish more companies are providing better training. Yep, absolutely agreed. Well, look, talk about training. Um, the full stack recruiter, that's what we all want to be trained up to be like, isn't it? So tell us about what the full stack recruiter means. Obviously, you've written a book about it. Um, what, what is a full stack recruiter? So uh, there could be lots of definition, uh, but how I define the book is I basically split the book on the sourcing part and the recruitment part. So in my mind, the full stack recruiter is uh, someone who is like, not, I don't want to say complete, but who's covering uh, just more than uh, sourcing or more than recruitment. It's the, the combination of both together with other things like marketing, sales tactics, psychology, copywriting, uh, data analytics, and all those things that are kind of necessary uh, skills if you would like to be top-class recruiter or world-class recruiter. So the full-stack recruiter is basically covering all of those things from from uh, the, the sourcing part, when, when you're approaching people, how you approach them uh, to the, uh, you know, in, do, do, doing the interview in the right way, creating some kind of personal brand, helping even managers to help them to build a personal brand because they are part of the equation to be a successful company. If you are, if you have a rockstar team, but you have really bad managers, that you will be bleeding in talent at the end uh, and you will not, you know, you will not be able to expand the team quite well. So uh, as I'm always saying, recruitment is a team sport. So a full stack recruiter is someone who is also able to, who should be also able to help managers 
uh, to improve their interview skills, but they act also as some kind of advisor. So help with time mapping, uh, providing the, the information from the market, be some kind of a consultant uh, to bring some best practices, what other companies are doing uh, regarding, for example, the interview or assessing the talent uh, and also use the uh, data analytics to understand uh, of the whole story about the recruitment. So it's not about, hey, we've got five candidates, hire one, perfect, but uh, there is a story behind it. Uh, you can create a funnel. You can understand uh, how successful you are, uh, what sources are working. So full stack recruiter should be someone who are uh, who is able uh, who is able to embrace all of those uh, things uh, to you know to be not only successful but also help others within the company to be successful and share the knowledge with others because that's also the important part here. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. And what, what, what advice would you give to uh, talent acquisition in 2022 um, to improve their candidate outreach? Because you mentioned about what bad outreach looks like, um, you know, from the people who aren't trained. So what, what, what does good outreach look like? Uh, well, that's uh, that's not easy to say because I, when I was doing some kind of training with my recruiters or outside recruiters, I'm usually spending several hours to train people to improve the outreach uh it's usually like a, the minimum is two hour session uh but definitely it needs to be more uh it needs to be creative uh, so uh, you can't start your message with hey uh hey thomas i'm john i'm working as a recruiter for this company and we are looking for someone like you that's boring because you are describing your problem, your role, but it should be more about them. So that's the key message. Every message should be more about them, uh, about that candidate, about uh, the, their skill set or their role, the company. You can use templates. I don't honestly don't mind if people are using templates, but even the templates needs to be a little bit different than than other recruiters are using and I analyze more than like 5,000 emails and lots of them are really terrible and it's about it's starting like I'm looking for a person like you I found it's like I, I the same the it, the whole message is about the recruiter or about the company they are, they are starting like hey we are unicorn we are that this uh, and if you see the number of similarities in all of those messages, you will realize that you need to be a little bit more creative, not only with the, the content of the message, but also with the subject. Because everyone is using urgently looking for or using things like a new opportunity, JavaScript developer or finance manager. And there is no creativity in it. And uh, lots of those messages well, that I saw looks like that you have a KPI to reach out 50 candidates per week or a day. And that's what you are doing. You are just hitting the, the KPI or target of KPI, but you are not evaluated by the result, how many feedback or, or replies you will receive. It's more about how many candidates you contact. And that's also some kind of terrible approach. But I'm expecting that we will see way more of those things, uh, especially 
uh, especially that there's a, an incredible pressure on the TA teams right now. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's interesting with the outreach messages, what you say. I think a lot of times, uh, talent acquisition and recruiters, they, they, they use the word we when they should be talking about the you, you know. It's not, uh, we want this, we want that. It's, you are going to get this, you will find this, you will love this. You know, it needs to be about a candidate. So I absolutely, that absolutely resonates with me. Yep, you're absolutely right. It should be about, you can, uh, you know, if you join the company, you will get this, you will do the, that. Uh, but it's more like, we are the best in this. We are looking for someone like you. We are... And lots of adjectives that you can add to that statement, but it it really really doesn't mean a thing because it's not tempting, uh, and there is no there is no uh, there there is nothing like uh, that will that will convince you to read more or even learn more about the company, and uh, the there is no call of action at the end, and if there is a call of action, it's like hey, can we talk or uh, if you are interested, great, let's have a talk. If you are not, then maybe you know someone who is. Please share the message. And you can't. You are not creating a good candidate experience. A majority of those uh, emails that I saw are basically not creating any good candidate experience at all. It's more like uh, I'm doing a job that I hate and then my job is to approaching people and hitting the number of uh, some hitting some number of people I contact every day and that's what I'm doing and that's why we are you know that's why the recruitment outreach is so broken uh, because those people never get any proper training uh, they were trained by people who are doing the same bad things that we can see every day and when company hires someone like some new recruiter what they do is here are the roles, go and find some, some people, but they are not even try to understand how they are approaching those people. What is the message? How, what kind of, what kind of, uh, kind of experience they are creating. So at the end, they just hire someone, give them some KPIs. They ask them to do their job, but that's it. They, they, they should be, they should, uh, the, 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 the managers should pay little bit more attention how the people are approaching candidates and what kind of messaging they are sending so they can see that for example they are creating a really terrible experience because that recruiter will find a job within a year or two somewhere else because they, or, or within a few weeks the, the demand is crazy but the damage the damage that will uh, do to the on that market with the company brand will you know you will need months or even years to fix it so yeah absolutely makes sense and we're talking about kind of linkedin a little bit um linkedin is of course the most effective uh tool for recruiters you can't exist without it really these days what are some of the hacks that uh we can use to help us along the way and make the most of this uh necessity well, it depends on what you are trying to achieve. Because if you are planning to just expand the uh, the uh, your your network, there are so some tools called uh, one of the tools that I'm recently testing is called Valaxy. Uh, it's an application, a Chrome plugin that is basically helping you to uh, you know approach people based on various 
um, keywords so you can build the network uh, you can approach people with uh, it's basically an automatization tool so uh, that could be also one of the hack that you can try uh, even you can visit people uh, visit a profile of people automatically so you when you are sleeping, you, the system is working, approaching people, building the network, approaching candidates, etc. So that could be that could be the hack uh, that you might be looking for. However, there are some also some, some limitation, and LinkedIn can always block your account uh, if they figure out or find out that you are doing something different than uh, than usual. Uh, but uh, I believe it's all about being proactive, uh, creating really good, good, uh, you know, brand on the on, on your market uh, as a recruiter. Plus, if you create really good candidate experience, people will may say no, or say like, hey, I'm not interested. But you might be also the first recruiter that will uh, they will contact within the few weeks, months, or years. Uh, when they will be looking for a role, or they you will they will recommend you, and that I believe is the I don't want to say the silver bullet or ultimate hack, but building the brand. No, and I'm not saying be well known in the industry or, but build a brand as a let's say finance recruiter or sales recruiter, and do your and if you start doing your job in the right way and treat people well, it will bring you benefits way more than just some PR campaign. Uh, because people will remember how they feel with you and how you treat them. And that's probably the, the ultimate hack. Uh, I'm not sure if this is the what you're looking for, but that definitely would be my recommendation what you can do on LinkedIn. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Look, but I think it leads us on nicely to what to that that perfect candidate process and experience. You know, because it starts from starts from the reaching out and it starts from the engagement, it starts from the messaging. So, what 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 is your blueprint for the perfect candidate process and experience? Uh, well, yeah. so first of all, uh, you are creating the candidate experience at the beginning, but the candidate experience is influenced by hiring managers. So uh, you need to work with hiring managers very closely. Uh, you need to help them to understand how the market looks like, what is going on on that market, uh, how other companies are, you know, you, you need to share best practices because as a recruiter, you are reading a ton of the, I don't know, posts on the LinkedIn articles uh, from the recruitment world. So you are also learning about how others are doing uh, or doing the interview, how others treat talent. So uh, you, the, you are able to only influence the first uh, part of the candidate experience, uh, the approach, uh, the call, the press screening call with the candidate, and uh, also how you treat them through the whole process. Because if you are their recruiter uh, for, for the entire process, then you are able to influence that you can be uh, some kind of advisor. And this is something that I always recommend to, uh, to recruiters, be an advisor. Uh, I know that you are, you are trying to fill the role because everybody's pushing, you've got a KPIs, uh, you need to fill that number of uh, roles, you need to fill, you know, you need to hit some KPIs. But if you change your mindset from, hey, I need to fill that role from being an advisor, and help people 
to understand your company a little bit better, the whole process. And it's all about the communication. So if you want to create good cam uh, candidate experience, communicate. That's It's simple like that. If you don't communicate or you are like, hey, we will let you know if you are successful or not. No, that, there is no place for that. I'm going to call, uh, if I promise you, call you, that I'm going to call you within two days, I will call you even if I don't have that message or, or answer from the hiring manager. Why? Because I said so and I promised that I will, call, I will be calling. So that's the reason uh, why the, the people or the recruiters who are communicating well with the candidates also are able to provide way better candidate experience for them. Fantastic. Absolutely makes sense. And what, what's your um, tips for a successful talent pipeline and mapping talent out? How, how does that look for you? Uh, well, that's <laughs> that's a very good question. And it's kind of complex because, um, uh, you, you know, from what I'm so I'm, I'm envisioned a successful talent pipeline in the way that I approach three people. I into press screen two, uh, present two of those to the hiring managers. They will interview those two and hire one. That's a successful talent pipeline. So I'm not approaching hundreds of candidates out there uh, and having like dozens of uh, press screen calls. But the reality is a little bit different. You need to you know the the, the when you're starting your funnel, the number of people you're approaching is way bigger than the the number of people you are press screening. Uh, so it usually the, the answer should be also connected uh, with how you uh, envision the or what kind of roles we'll be trying to fill, for example, uh, because uh, it will be a little bit different for, let's say, sales roles, and it will be a little bit different for uh stuff engineer or, or those type of more technical roles uh, so it's it's all about uh, all about the the first outreach and also understanding the market because uh, if you find out at the beginning that every candidate is looking for let's say 100k per year and you are offering just uh, or your budget is 80 you should stop immediately on that part when you have those preliminary data, go back to the hiring manager, to your comp team, HR, finance, or any other team you've got in, uh, in your company, and discuss and try to find some more data about the, the whole situation. Because from what I'm seeing is usually like companies, they have budget and uh, they are not that much flexible. And one of my friends uh, shared the story with me that they've got some, some budget. For the role and everyone on the market he approached, they are way more expensive. Uh, but the hiring manager basically told him, just go and find somebody in this meeting or uh, budget or somebody who is cheaper. Uh, he's currently working on that role for six months and he was not able to find anyone. So he's frustrated, hiring manager is frustrated, but they will never ever going to fill the role because their expectation is different than the expectation of the candidates on the market. So, you know, the ideal ideal pipeline looks uh, differently based on the roles, based on the several things, but it's all start with, with the budget, because if you have unlimited budget, your talent pipeline will looks, <laughs> uh, you know, way, it will be way bigger 
then if you have the budget as one of my friends that is limited and nobody on the market is willing to work for that <laughs> yeah that makes sense that makes sense the hard truth um but what, what about software and automation tools is there anything that um you couldn't live without and you really recommend other people to kind of get onto uh honestly uh basically ats you need to have a, a ats uh a really good ats that will be probably the the term uh the, regarding the automation uh there are several things they are good uh, and one of the things uh that helps me a lot are definitely i, I don't know if if this is if you can call this uh, automatization but grammarly uh, every typo is basically fixed thanks to to grammarly so you know, when you're approaching candidates, your message looks a little bit better than like full of typos. Um, and uh, I'm also using uh, Vocus uh, is an application for email tracking, but they also have, uh, what, the reason why I'm using is they have uh, the ability to, uh, you will just use some kind of code and it will automatically add uh the, you know automatically insert part of the text that is hidden uh under uh, under that shortcut so definitely that one uh and i'm start using or not using but i'd start testing valaxi uh, as an application for a reaching of uh, reaching talent uh again it's it's something that i'm just testing uh but there are so many cool tools on the market uh but it's all it's all connected what the thing you are trying to solve because you know every recruiter has a different different problems different issues uh or, or different challenges they are trying to solve so it depends all about the challenges yeah makes sense and the final question what would you what advice what what three things let's say three things what would you advise that the modern recruiter who wants to be world class at what they do what advice would you give them? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, I, I think, you know, if, if I should compress in the phrase, uh, like simple phrase, it will be read, test, write, or, or share. Uh, you need to really start reading all the things that others are sharing because they they might not be sharing the right things or things that will help you. But when you start reading about that, you will start thinking about the different aspects or angles, how to approach your problem. And maybe some article about psychology of text or um, some marketing tools will be that spark uh, of inspiration that will help you to solve the problem. Uh, the second part uh, when I mentioned test is you should test things. You, you shouldn't be afraid to go out, test different approaches, uh, subject line, uh, testing longer, short messages, because it's all about the testing. There is no silver bullet in, in the recruitment. You, you definitely need to go out and start testing the theories and what other things are sharing, because there are so many uh, recommendations and like 80% of them are really bad and they will ju just probably made up. Uh, so if you go out, read about things, test them, 
And the, the third part is go and share. And by share, I mean start writing. And you don't need to write articles. You, you don't need to write like, you know, books, but start with the short, uh, short uh, post uh, covering the covering the, 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 the things you learn, for example, or you find out if you go on LinkedIn and mention like, hey, I just find a way how to approach uh 100 people per day and uh, without any any uh you know without hitting the limit on linkedin then people will be like oh yeah you are also using this application and by that uh, by that comment you will find out there is a different application that you are using and i will give you the example with Valaxy. uh i started uh, testing it using it for some time and i shared it with a group of friends one of the friend, uh, he, he also started uh, using it and he was like, oh my God, that tool is amazing. And we start chatting and I was learning more about his experience and about, uh, the, 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 and through his experience, I learned more about the tool. So now I'm more effective. Uh, so I'm effectively using the tool way uh, better than before, just because he was willing to share the information with me and share how he is using. So I was able to create a way that I was able to approach thousands of people every week without breaking any limits, expanding the pipeline, reaching candidates. And it's happening during the time I'm asleep. The application is still working, still approaching people, still you know contacting them. And I'm building the pipeline, building the group of people for all my activities, for work-related stuff, you know, and and it and for a few dollars or euros. And that's the reason why you need to learn about things, test them, and share them. Because that's the way how you learn way more, how you build the network around you. And I don't want to say that uh, this is the way how you became a world-class recruiter because I don't think there are world-class recruiters out there. It's just, you know, people that are well-known uh, or better known than others. But we are all trying to find new ways how to approach people. We are all trying to find a way how we can, you know, get their attention. So it's <laughs> being in recruitment is, or being a recruiter is a constant struggle uh and uh so so any advice i will give give uh could be applicable for small group of people or wider group of people but you definitely uh you definitely need to open your mind through reading and 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 through testing because you will find your new ways and and sharing sharing will help you to become better because uh i believe uh I don't know if there was um, there was a Buddha or Dalai Lama or someone uh, who said sharing is the way how to achieve immortality, and I believe that. So definitely, uh, I would recommend those three things for sure to every recruiter out there. Sharing is the way to achieve immortality. What a great way to finish up, yeah. And I'm sure some people want to pick your brains uh, or reach out to you after this episode. What's the best way for people to connect with you? Uh, definitely LinkedIn. That's uh, that, that's the, that's the one way how to reach out to me. I'm close to 30k limit, so I will not be able to 
uh, accept more about people can follow me they can follow me on twitter they can contact me through you know they if you just type my name uh to google they will find my blog or several blogs uh my personal page and and other things so you know if they would like to contact me they will find a way how to do that for sure <laughs> Absolutely. That's what recruiters do, isn't it? All right. Fantastic. Well, look, I appreciate you being here today. Thanks for being a part of Talent and Growth. Thank you so much, Jan. Thank you for inviting me.